Ladies and gentlemen, what the bloody hell's been going on? It's the King of the Couch, back in your house for another week of the King of the Couch podcast. I'm your host, Aaron L. Thompson, and I am damn glad to be back here. Let me just do that for you. I've got a cheeky little non-alcoholic beer tonight, and I'll tell you why in a sec, but I'm going to have a sip because I'm so, so, so excited to be down your ear holes again. Mmm. Episode 137 of the King of the Couch podcast. I, um... I missed an episode last week. My bad. I didn't intend to. We'll talk about it tonight. There's been a couple of things going on. We're going to talk about feelings tonight. We're going to talk about a lot of things going on. I've got I've got a little sponsor thing to talk about. Weekend stuff, Anzac Day, OCD, engagement party, Labor Day, due dates, fuck me dead, Netflix, Twitter, Elon Musk, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. There's so much. I'll give you some songs of the week, give you some movies of the week, all this sort of shit. There's been a lot going on in my world, frankly. There's been... Well, a lot going on, just a lot going on in everyone's world. I mean, it'd be fucking dull if you didn't have a lot going on, but it is what it is, but I'm excited to be here, and I apologize for anyone that was waiting around for a show last week. I, I will say, and it's a cop-out excuse, it's a real cop-out excuse, but um, there's been a, there's been a slew of public holidays in Queensland at the moment. Today, um, not being spared, it is Labor Day here in Queensland. Um, so I had the day off work today, but I thought, you know what, like, I'm not drinking, I haven't had a bender this weekend. I'm drinking, though, just so you know, something new for me, actually, a 4X0. I'll put it up there for the camera. 4X0, alcohol-free. So 4X are now in on the, the alcohol-free beers, and I like the non-alcoholic beers. I do. I um, I was having a conversation with a guy recently, actually. It made, it made sort of sense. I mean, he's obviously not a total piss wreck, and this is why he does that. But he said sometimes what he does when he goes to parties or out for drinks or whatever, he'll have, like, two or three beers just to get that light buzz on, and then he switches to the non-alcoholic beers. The same same great taste. He says he drinks those heaps normals, which I've still yet to have. Would like to try them, but 15 bucks, four-pack, non-alcoholic. Ugh, God, I'm going to have to really want to try that. So, um, yeah, happy for someone to buy me one or send me some as a little, you know, thank you to the, to the show. But... Uh, I will try it, but this is all right. This was 12 for six, two bucks a stubby. That's that's what we like here. But have you been well? I've been well. I've been good. I've been all over the shop, but good. Um, let's do some stuff, and then we'll get into the show. Firstly, please subscribe to the show. If you're not subscribing to the show, that's on Spotify. Follow it there. Subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. And YouTube, of course, if you want to see my beautiful face or what I'm wearing. I'm wearing the backwards cap tonight. I thought I'd do that. I've got the trucker hat in the back. I will say some people have asked me about buying one of those. I will get back to you this week with some pricing and stuff like that. Maybe do a little, little sale. So I'm keen to get them out for the punters. It's a great hat. It's a great hat. So I, didn't, I just felt I'd rest, I re- just let it rest for tonight. And I thought I'd do the backwards cap. We've got a bit of fucking mental hair going on. You know, It's not a bad hair day. It's just a bit mental. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna cut it short again soon. But that's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? Having the camera here right now and then doing the audio, I forget that some people are not actually watching the show now. So I feel like I'm a lot more animated since I've got the camera here now. But doesn't matter. For those uh, just listening at home, I was fucking showing you my hair and how out of control it is. But I've got thick hair. It's God's gift to me and I'll take it. I'll run with it. Um, yeah, subscribe, do all that sort of stuff. Leave a comment if you must. But pay it forward. I like that. I love getting a kick out of someone getting a kick out of the show. Um, something funny, something heartfelt, whatever it was, something they didn't know and they learned. Let me know. I love that. If, it, if something resonates with you, share it with a share it with a loved one. Please, please, please do that. Share it with an enemy as well. Fuck, I don't care who share it with. Just share it. Um, 
but tonight my first ever sponsor for the show i'm very very excited um it's been it's been oh, a long time in the making it's probably a dead giveaway i'm wearing the shirt here manscaped your balls will thank you yes they will thank you um but yeah, tonight the show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. I'm reading here, of course, it's my first time doing it. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide. That's 8 million balls, if my math is correct, who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. All right, we'll get to the, we'll get to the little discount shortly. But um. I was very stoked. They reached out to me, sent me some stuff, and I'll go through that in a sec. But there was some really, really cool stuff um, I I, uh, I got here. I got the Weed Whacker. I've got the uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, some other stuff. I'm going to show you it in just a sec, you know what I mean? So, And they gave me the shirt, obviously. I'm even wearing uh, Manscaped underpants right now. I've gone, I'm full on. I'm full on into the company. And I was super stoked. When I opened the package, it was really, really cool. But um, yeah. Got a 20% discount code to get 20% off and free shipping with the code KOTC. If you go to manscaped.com, I'm using the Lawnmower 4.0. And I actually used it. I will say that. I'm not just a guy that's like not using it and telling you to use it. I actually used it before the show. I'm going to give you a little story here because I've I've shaved my, my privates many a time. My balls, my penis, everything around it. No one likes the 70s bush. It's the 21st century. It's 2022, right? Strange times. But I said to Beck, I pulled up with this flash looking kit, right? The lawnmower 4.0. And I said, look, I'm shaving my balls here tonight. She goes, I'm excited about it. And she wanted to see it. So she watched and it was excellent. I have shaved my balls many a time before and I have nicked them many a time before. And I tell you what, Men, men know this. Women, if you're listening, you might not know this. Your men might not have told you yet. But it's pretty nerve-wracking when you nick the balls. They're the most sensitive of areas. I, I know women got them too, but it's the most sensitive areas. You nick them. You see blood down there. It's not a good sign. You faint. It's no good. This was the smoothest shave I've ever had. I swear to God, my balls are thanking me. They literally thanked me. They looked up to me and said, thank you, Daddy. And I'm just, it was a game changer for me. Um, worth every penny. I think, Yeah manscaped.com 20% off free shipping code KOTC they sent me the weed whacker up the nose I've got unreal unreal turn it on it works so good this was the this was the kicker the manscaped lawnmower 4.0 turn it on there's a little LED light in there for anyone watching at home but it was really cool actually really sleek design waterproof everything like that helps reduce the nicks unbelievable couldn't believe it led light you don't know how how uh helpful that was trust me guys because you run into shadows in there you'd be cutting into things you don't want very cool charging little dock here i like that all led stuff plug it into your iphone chargers and whatnot i've got the crop reviver ball toner it's like a little spray let's just spray something here right now smells good smells exotic smells european but i'm an australian man with irish roots and it smells delicious on my balls. And the last but definitely not least, if I can get it out here, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chaving Ball Deodorant. I don't care who you are, we could all use some ball deodorant, you know what I mean? You're out there all day, can't get home for a shower before you got out with uh, your loved ones for dinner, splash some of this on. You're out boogieing all night in your tight jeans or your chinos, whatever, splash some of this on before you take girl home. So whatever. And this is the box it came in. I was super stoked. Popped it open. Your balls will thank you. It means fuck all if you're listening at home, but... Manscaped, thank you so much for uh, sponsoring this show. Manscaped.com.
kotc.com. Get 20% off and free shipping by using the code KOTC. Um, let me know if you order one. I'd love to know how you think. But let's get on with the show. Super stoked. Super stoked to be fucking here tonight. Let's take a drink. My mouth's already fucking drying out with the fan right on me. Weird weather tonight here in Queensland. Right. It's been happening. It's Labor Day in Queensland. What else could potentially be laboring right now in Queensland? My partner. It's the due date of our second child today. She hasn't um she hasn't gone yet. Couple of movements, you know, contractions, some Braxton Hicks, those sort of things. Um, I will say I'll cut the show short for her. I, I said, look, if you can avoid coming in because the punters really need me because I've missed a week. But I said, if you come in and there's contractions and the second child is crowning, I'm prepared to hit pause on the show, cut it short even, and race you to the hospital and deliver the baby myself. I'll do that because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, jack of all trades, podcaster and baby deliverer. But yeah, I'm actually really super stoked. Obviously, we've got our second child on the way. I have had heaps and heaps of feelings lately um, around that. There's been a hell of a lot. I mean, anyone that's probably had one child, you know going into that, there's a whole lot of nervousness because you don't know what to expect. And there's so many things, right? And people come out of the woodwork. My family is incredibly helpful. So we're Beck's family, always giving us presents, gifts, ideas, tips, tricks, helps, whatever we need, you know, and it's been really, really awesome. Um, the second child, right, I wasn't, I was like excited because of the notion, but I wasn't excited because I'd already had another child, right? And I sort of was like leading up to this point of like, I didn't really think about it for months and months and months. I've got to be honest with you. And this isn't a bad thing. I didn't think about having another child for a long time up until like very, very recently when Beck really started showing and stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, like you're going to be tapering back to one income. Arabella's a bit older now. And there's definitely like another kid coming along. So I'm like, what little time I have to be selfish with outside of my family and all that. It's going to be chopped up and fucking edited and given back to me. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have like even less time. And that's like purely selfish the way I was thinking. Um, but that was the way I was thinking. You know what I mean? And then like Beck started to look a bit uncomfortable and stuff like that. And I just like had been incredibly like sort of anxious the last like little while. Um, just... I'm going to pop my seat up here. But yeah, just incredibly anxious the last little while, like super anxious, in fact. And I want to talk about that a bit more. But um, I think this last week, I think probably that had a big reason to do why I didn't do last week's show. I had a bit of a bender last week, and I'll tell you why, because it was a fucking sensational one. But um, it was just, yeah, I've been a bit funny thinking about it, but I fully have come around to it now. I know like it's D-Day, the due date's upon us. And um, I actually thought she was going to go last week. That was my that was my hot tip, and it failed. But I I feel fine about it now. I'm like ready to go into the hospital, ready to go through the the process. I don't know if Becky is. I hope she is, but she's a superstar, and I know she's going to fucking nail it like she did the first time. And I'm ready to to welcome the second child into the world and like bring it into the family and you know get on with it. I'm feeling sort of clear about it now. There was I was a bit murky there for for a month or two, like just really kind of like freaking out about it, frankly. I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to have like no time to myself. And I don't know if I will or not. The baby's not here yet. And then the money thing was a thing on my mind. And then all these other plans I have was a thing on my mind. And then I thought about Beck, you know, I thought about Arabella. I even thought about my dog, Frank. And it was like all these sort of things. I was like, oh my God. But again, like any thought that comes into your, your zone, you know, you kind of have to like you know, if you're if you're a logical, realistic human being, you might freak out about it or whatever. But you kind of have to like take it in your stride, think about it. You 
manage it however you will. Sometimes I'll freak out about it. It'll it'll manifest in like anxious sort of feelings or fucking OCD type feelings, which I will talk about in a very second. And sometimes it doesn't. You know, then we'll sit back and you get clear and you get a bit of clarity on certain situations and you go, yeah, you know what, what will be will be. And, you know, this too shall pass, right? Good feelings, bad feelings, whatever it is, this too shall pass, and we keep rolling on, we keep going with the fucking punches that are thrown at us, so I'm I'm incredibly excited to have an, another baby, um, I'm, I'm incredibly happy for Beck, she's been so beautiful, so gracious through the whole, whole pregnancy, like she always is, she's just so positive, so optimistic about absolutely everything, I just like, sometimes I look at her and I just go, God, like I just, if I could have like half the, the strength, half of everything you've got, you know what I mean, I'd be, I'd be a way better person, but anyway... I uh, just I've just got to go with what I got, you know what I mean? Good looks, great hair, great chops, you know, great personality. It's pretty fucking good, but you know, whatever. Have a sip. Mm. And I mentioned OCD there too. This is my eighth day without alcohol. I will say that much. I will say Beck pretty much put me on fucking notice um, last week. We'll go back to it in a sec. But I, I've I've been having this show's gonna be a matzo ball. It's gonna be a classic solo episode. I felt I said to Beck the other week, I was looking up some stuff, and I've thought this for a while, right, and I never really had looked at it before, but it was something that I thought about it, and then subconsciously, I don't know, I must have been thinking about it, and I, after Easter weekend, frankly, I just, I had so much to drink, and was just all over the shop, it was a great weekend in a lot of ways, but Easter always fucks me, you know what I mean, I don't know what it is, but Easter always sets me off in a weird way, and I just, for the life of me, could not sort of shake the black dog for a while, and then... I just have like these OCD um, type tendencies. I've had them for a long time. I mean, I'm 33. I've had them for the better half of like 10 years, I would say. You know what I mean? I'm going to have, I'm going to read out some symptoms of OCD. And I'm not saying that I've been diagnosed with OCD or anything like that. There's just certain little things I do, um, certain things that really like can sometimes bother me, frankly. Um, Compulsive sort of behavior, uh, agitation. I can get incredibly agitated. Compulsive hoarding, don't have that. Um, Meaningless repetition of own words. I, I, I don't sit there and chant to myself, but I have sort of these things, right? Repetitive movements, ritualistic behavior, social isolation. I don't really do that. Or persistent repetition of words or actions, right? Um, it's crazy. You know what I mean? This can, this can manifest in guilt, anxiety, um, nightmares, or repeatedly going over thoughts. And that's something that I, I have and I wanted to talk about. I, I have these these things, and I was hesitant to talk about it tonight because it's a weird sort of thing when you... I've sort of mentioned it to Beck lately and another friend, and you're sort of constantly going over negative thoughts. Frankly, even sometimes like made-up thoughts or made-up things that you like, if you don't do X, right? If you don't like touch this doorknob, you might have this thing come upon you which is like this you know negative nightmarish situation that you've like manifested um and i just after easter weekend it was like that like i was like fear and guilt and just this sense of dread i just like this overwhelming sense of dread at all all turns you would wake up in the morning and like you just you feel sick sometimes you know and you just have this oh god like it's back you know what i mean like the peace that you had was when you were asleep and then you wake up and it's like they had to fucking greet you in the morning like a ton of bricks into the face um but yeah it was just one of those things and i know i'm getting pretty heavy here like straight up but it's important to talk this is my this is my show this is my platform this is my therapy session but um yeah, it was just one of those things. And I said to Beck, I was like, look, I don't know, but I feel like I've just, I've got a, these OCD things. There's certain things that I, I'll, I'll, I will do as rituals. I walk certain ways around my house, touch certain things in my house, you know what I mean? 
And I'm talking like from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. Sometimes it can be like quite like ugh, overwhelming sort of thing. And frankly, when I get on to the show and stuff like that and can just sort of talk and be the person I am, it's it, it sort of really calms me down. It's a really good thing. That's why I think I, I honestly continue to do the show because um, I have such a nice time like talking and getting things out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that because I think that there'd be other people out there that have those sort of feelings, men, women, doesn't matter. Like I think people have those sort of things. Um, I get anxious and I think about these things and I think about these things and I get anxious. It's a vicious cycle. Um, some of the things I've used to calm myself down in the last like little while is probably like stayed off the alcohol. Um, eight days like sober beck sort of put me a notice was like hey look i'm having a baby you know i need you sober sort of thing not that i was drunk the last time but i thought that's fair enough you know what i mean non-alcoholic beers are good enough i have been drinking a shitload of kirks for anyone watching my instagram um we'll talk about that in a sec actually because when i lay off the alcohol i hit the sugar hard we got a lot we got a lot of fun shit to just dissect tonight but yeah trying to get better sleep but i can't I actually enjoy staying up late it's one of those things like late at night i kind of like almost really like my time it's it's my time and um i really liked hanging out with beck and arabella at the moment like just enjoying what time we have left as just the three of us frankly the last few days have been really good some of the best times i've had in a long time because i think i've just been a super aware super present super sober and just with my family who i love and it's just been like really cool time you know to spend with them before we get the the new addition to the family boy or girl we don't know we're going to surprise so um yeah i'm really really excited about that but we will talk about that um i wanted to just dive into my weekend quickly because this is a bit of a different sort of structure tonight um i have had two weekends when i miss a week it fucks me up because i've had two weekends but um last weekend we always had the easter weekend i think i did a show after easter weekend but we had my uh, my best friend, um, Jordan Grimes. We had his engagement party. Him and his beautiful partner, Amelia, they got engaged and they had the engagement party. And it, honest to God, was hands down the best engagement party I've been to. Hands down one of the best parties I've ever been to. And I'm talking just like decked out, kitted out in the best way possible because they don't do things by halves, which is, I love that about them. But also just the vibe. The vibe was like next level, you know what I mean? It was just... One of those parties where everybody is having a good time. Like there wasn't a fucking sourpuss in that room that night. And that was, it was so good. It was so hard to just like stay sober. Now I'd gone to Jordan's house, right? On Saturday, this is a classic. Beck was like, "You're driving." We'd had a bit of a Barney about it in the week, you know, because she's pregnant and stuff, and she thought she was maybe going to go early. I I didn't, and that was me being selfish because I just really wanted to have a drink and best friends fucking engagement party, but. I didn't think she was going to go that early, and I'm right, because she's still here waiting to give birth. But anyway, I um, went to Jordan's house that day. We all were going up there to get set up and kitted out. I will say, like, shout out those two, because, like, Beck got her hair and makeup done, but she looked fucking bang on, and Jordan had his barber out there, so he, like, gave me a bit of a trim up and did my hair. Did it extra nice, extra special for me. But everyone looked great, bought some new pants. I looked a million bucks, pulled out a jacket I only wore once, you know, so... I felt real good. Everyone looked fucking amazing, frankly. All the chicks beautiful. All the guys handsome as fuck. It was just one of those events, you know. There was an oyster bar. There was prawns galore. They had a champagne tower. They had an illusionist. If you want to add a bit of fucking oomph to a party, get someone that does illusions. It'll keep the drunk people occupied for literally hours. I can contest to that, attest to that. And there was a saxophonist, you know. There was just just 
dude just cruising around. There was a band in there, but it was a saxophone. So they had the acoustic guys to start, which was nice, mellow, cool. Then they had to do it on the decks later on. And there was just that guy. There's that, there's that fucking, I don't know the song, but there's that one saxophone riff of like the last like five years and it's like that and you just hear it you know what i mean everyone was absolutely frothing to death he had a photo booth thing photo booths are fun right you get the little fucking old school photos it's sick it's a good vibe but it was seriously the engagement party of the century i uh i'm the best man at the wedding i can release that now that that highly sensitive information i'm the best man at the wedding and i'm i'm and that was another reason i was kind of frankly a bit anxious too because i love the guy so much right he means so much to me and I've got to do a speech, right, in front of all these people that I don't know and stuff. And I get on here and people go, ah, as you do the podcast, you're so, you know, good at talking and stuff like that. I'm literally in a room on my own talking to myself. It's, it's a totally different situation. Getting up and seeing there's a room full of fucking faces, it, it kind of freaks me out a bit. And it's something I've been subconsciously dwelling on already. Like the wedding's in September and I'm like, God, I've got to do a best man speech, you know what I mean? And the reason I think I'm dwelling on it so much is because I want it to fucking hit so good, you know what I mean? You want to get the laughs, you want to get the fucking, you know, the, the, the Kleenex out, you want people heartfelt right um and i just want to you know you want to get all the feels across in that speech so it's cool i calm myself down we started dot pointing notes and uh dot pointing notes sorry rather and it's been good it'll be a good vibe i'm very excited about the wedding but the engagement party man jesus christ so i started on the beers I will say, I've gone from, I'm driving, let me, I've skipped the part there, I've gone from, I'm driving, right, we get there, Jordan's called me on the Thursday and going, yeah, like, you're not driving, you know what I mean, and I'm like, look, I know you don't want me to drive, I don't really want to drive, but I'm in a, I'm in a rock and a hard place, right, I'm going to try and do the most chivalrous thing I can, I just be a totally unselfish bastard for once in my life, and then we get to his house, I've had to take Arabella back to Brisbane, so I've, I'm sorry, Calandra, I've lived in Calandra now, have four years, Calandra to Noosa, Noosa to Calandra, Calandra back to Noosa, right? So I've done the trip three times that day. And whilst I'm gone, right, I come back and she goes, this is Beck and Jordan. He goes, sort it out for you, mate. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you haven't drink tonight. She comes down the stairs looking absolutely beautiful with the hair and makeup. And she goes, oh, you can drive tonight. It's okay. And I'm like, what? Whatever. I wasn't going to argue. You know what I mean? And I kind of wish I did because I had the hangover from hell on the Sunday. I actually think anybody that went to that party that was having a drink probably would have the hangover from hell. Um, I had so many beers, so many Peronis. I had some beers at the house, some beers there. I then at one point stupidly got amongst the champagne. Now, I like champagne. There was a champagne tower. And the waiters, I swear to fuck, they must have been working on commission because as soon as I'm like a fucking ant stick away from the bottom, this little is over the top, pouring it, pouring it, pouring it. There was no RSA that night. I'm not going to mention the venue because there was no RSA. I must have had three, four, five, ten champagnes. I don't know. I lost track. At some point, Milky goes, hey, we should get an old-fashioned. And I was like, you know what? I am going to throw out my I never drink spirits at parties rules because, one, I'm not paying for it, but, two, this is an excellent vibe, and I don't want to kill the vibe of being that guy. So I must have had about four or five old-fashions. Now, I don't know what's in them, but there seems to be a lot of alcohol, very potent, very petrolly. I've had a lot of them. At this point, I'm very, like, blurry. It was a Patron shot in there at one point. Again, I don't normally shot drinks someone gave it to me i thought this seems like a good idea you know always is at the time we get home his partner amelia i will say i won't go into the gory details she was she'd had a great night too let's just put it that way she had a great night too beck was looking after her i thought you know what there's heaps of food in the house i'll just sit here and eat and have a glass of water you know thinking i'm not that bad but when you go from the vibe party environment when you're just constantly consuming alcohol to going to sit in a quiet kitchen and drink water 
world, man. The world just started spinning on me. And it was awesome. Frankly, it was awesome. Um, I was necking water and hydrolyzer. It was going out of fashion. I was eating chicken wraps and whatever I could find. I was just eating a lot of shit that was left over. He had a lot of food in his house. It's always nice to go to his house. He's always got a lot of food in his house. And then they all came home. He came home and the rest of them came home. Jordan, Jack, all these people. I had the YouTube on, I was watching punk music. I was having a good time. Woke up, slept on his couch. Didn't even make it home. Me and Beck slept on the couch. You've got to kill a couch. I'm the king of the couch. King, queen on the couch. You know, it was awesome. Woke up the next day. I thought, I'm not going to be too bad here. I'm not going to be too bad. A little bit dusty, a little bit shaky. You know when you're not fully sober, but you're awake? That's what I was at about 9 o'clock the next morning. Jumped into his pool, freezing cold. Thought it'd be all right. Jumped into his spa, magnesium, beautiful. Feeling good. For at least a second, got all our bullshit, get in the car, I'm about five minutes in the car, and I thought, it's no good, no good, no good at all. Uh, Yeah, got home by just basically just chanting, this too shall pass, and just trying to have a good time with my life. Got home to see my daughter, which is always fun, you know what I mean? it's, It's okay being hungover when you don't have any kids, when you have a kid bit more challenging. I did sleep for a little bit on the couch. I was like, mate, this is a perfect day for Disney+. Plus. Like, you must agree, right, Arabella? And, um, yeah, just fucking proper centered on the couch for a bit, and that was me. Come good about four hours later. Had a few gags, no actual chunks, just a few gags in the toilet, a bit of bile, not a big deal, you know, considering how many oysters and prawns and bullshit I ate the night before. But, mate, I swear to God, engagement party this century. And saying that, though, it still took me two days to recover. I was proper fucked. Um, but can't wait to do it. We've got the Bucks party coming up at some point, And then we've got the fucking wedding, baby. I'm going to deliver the best man speech. The best, best man speech. I can't wait. Fucking confident. Look at me fucking go. But, yeah, that was the weekend. And then this weekend was just pure sober. I just We connected with my whole family. It was so good. Me, Beck, and Arabella. Um, my mum was coming up. I said, look, just hang at home. Like, want to spend time with us. Beck's sister was coming up. I said, fuck off, stay at home. We're going to just have it. No one's welcome. You know, we caught up with some people, but that was on our watch. You know what I mean? That was on our watch. And it was good, you know. Um, I will say, Brisbane Broncos won. Always a plus. Brisbane Lions won. Always a plus. And UFC was on yesterday. A big plus. It was a fucking great card. If, you haven't, if you're a UFC fan and you haven't watched it, go and check it out. Uh, Marlon Chito Vera versus Rob Font. So good. One of the fights of the years, frankly, I thought was so good. Um, yeah, and now I'm doing the show on the fucking due date, the eve of my second child. With all the feels, I'm here. So I'm going to have a quick drink again. We, of course, had Anzac Day. I must have wrote this the other day. Anzac Day was last Monday. Um, Anzac Day is one of those things. I've probably got up and done the dawn service now five years in a row. Um it's about as heroic as I'll get by getting up early. Um, I feel like it's just one of those things, like, as an Australian, like, I'm not, like, totally patriotic or anything like that. I don't have a flag hanging out the front of my house, and, um, you know, I don't really think the national anthem's that great, but, you know, I respect it and whatever. But Anzac Day is one of those things, you kind of just, like, I feel bad for all the people that had to go to war back in the day. They kind of had no idea. They didn't have the internet and stuff like that. Couldn't sort of Google war images like we can and know the stories and whatnot, and... Um, it's the it's like the one sacrifice I think that like any Australian could do. You know what I mean? I didn't wake back in Arabella up, of course. I don't really expect maybe like infants to do it or toddlers and pregnant women. But I thought as a man, you know what I mean? Those young guys went to war as a thirty three year old man. I'm I'm like I can, I can have no hangover. Get to bed at some reasonable hour if I need to. Even if you get to bed at an unreasonable hour, it doesn't matter. Just get up. So I set the alarm for like four fifteen and 
I got up and did the King Beach, King's Beach uh, Anzac Day ceremony with my good friend Timmy Edwards, and we had a good time. We caught up with Arenda, had a coffee after it. They've closed now. Fucking rest in peace. What a time. Can't wait for them to reopen again, though. But, um, yeah, Anzac Day, one of those things. You just kind of got to do it right. And there's football on Anzac Day, too, which is sweet. Early games. We love that. We love, love, love early games. But... Um, Amazing, 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 Anzac Day, one of those things, feel bad for those guys. I have some stories, I've got a few things here, right, I've got some random shit tonight, could be a shorter show, could be a longer show, I don't know. I'm actually really enjoying this beer. But, I will say, there was one thing, I'm I'm just going to fucking pick random things tonight. So when I went out to get some clothes for the engagement party, right, um, I knew everyone was going to be suited and booted and looking fucking mint, right? And I do too. And I dress pretty casually nowadays. I, I like fashion. I like clothing and stuff like that. But I often don't really, you know, quote unquote, suit up. I work at home, so I don't have to wear like even fucking chinos or slacks and stuff like that. I went out and got two nice pair of jeans last winter. And they've got me good. I've got some streety pants, but I don't really have any fucking chino-y sort of dress pants going on. I don't really like suit pants, frankly. And frankly, the last two weddings that I went to that I got fitted for suit pants, your boy don't fit those suit pants anymore. We got a little bit girthy around the gut, so I don't fit those suit pants anymore. So I had to go and buy new pants, which is always fun. Unless you know exactly what you're looking for, it can be a real challenge. It can be a huge challenge when you've got a three-year-old that does not give a fuck about the pants that you want to buy for this very important event. So basically, I'm going looking for these pants and I'm juggling between kind of like eyeballing and watching Arabella, maybe watching Beck. She was talking to a friend at the start. It was really kind of pissing me off, actually, because I'm trying to get her attention saying, what do these fucking look like? And I had a vision in my head of what I wanted to wear. You know when you get the vision in your head and then the amount in your bank account doesn't really match the vision you have in your head? That was where I was at that night. So I had this awkward situation of know exactly what I want to wear and I don't have the money to buy exactly what I want to wear. It was really fucking me off, frankly. But Beck said, I like these checkered pants. Why don't you get these checkered pants? They were the first pair of pants I tried on all night. Should have gone with it from just fucking Jump Street, frankly. But I didn't, like a dickhead. I thought, there might be something else out there for me. I do like these pants, babe, I'm saying. But there might be something else out there for me. And uh, that was like YD, and then politics is closed down. But that's another place I like. A little bit more expensive for me, but okay. We looked in fucking Maya, you know, did all that bullshit. I'm looking in H&M. I'm looking in fucking Connor. All these ones that, you know, have nice pants. And it just dawned on me. And it has for some time now, right? I am a man, five foot seven. I have a 32-inch waist. Have a look at me. I don't feel like a fat dude. You can't see my midsection. It is a little bit flabby. I will say that, you know. Truth, truth, right? I have a little bit of a fat gut, but it's not that big. And man, 32-inch pants, right? What's the go with the 32-inch pants and like the 400-inch long leg? Not happy about it. You know what I mean? There was no way. That was Thursday night, Friday. The party Saturday night. No way I'm getting to a tailor. I don't have a fucking tailor on speed dial. I went and tried a pair of pants on in Connor. The suit that I liked, the color that I liked, and I knew it. You know, as soon as you walk in, you see it, and you look at these pants, right? And I know it. I'm smelling it a mile away. I'm just thinking, these, this is going to have way too much cotton on it. It's going to have enough cotton coming off the end that you could cut it off and make a nice little pair of shorts with it. That was how much fucking was going on with these fucking you know, pants that were too lengthy. And it was just one of these things. I was literally just like, fuck me dead. I was furious. I was in the change room. Beck's outside. There's another guy in there and his partner in there. And I'm just spewing. I'm lo- I'm losing it. I'm getting, I'm seeing red, frankly, in the change room. I'm trying to put on a nice tan, camel colored suit. I had a vision. It was cool. Hard to explain. 
I'm in there going, what the fuck? I can't fit the 30s because they're these weird fucking things. Mind you, I, I bought a pair of 30s. This is what gets me fucked too about men's clothing. Chicks probably the same. I bought a pair of 30s in one store. Fit like a dream. I can't even fucking do up a pair of 30s in Connor. I've then put on the 32s. I've literally got, I reckon, eight inches too long. I'm like, who's wearing these? They're so long. It looked, actually reminded me of what fucking Justin Bieber wore to the Grammys. Like, I got nothing as Justin Bieber, but like, he clearly had no mirrors in his house when he was getting ready for the Grammys. What the fuck was he wearing? He's, it looked like one of, he looked like one of those uh, kids that like, had put on their dad's suit when they were like five and gone out of the house and he decided it was a good idea. And he thought, you know what, we'll tie this off, a pink beanie. Jesus Christ, I don't know. But I don't know what the guy was thinking. He didn't even have his hands out. Could you imagine trying to take a piss and your hands are like out? You know what I mean? You can't. You just got to roll up your sleeves. No one likes that. It's a ridiculous concept, Justin. But that was me trying on these fucking pants. And I was just, I seen red, went out of foe. I finally got these pants. I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy until I got home. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get happy. Uh, but then I got happy. It was cool. But I just, I, I did a bit of surveying and I said to some guys, I was like, what's the go with these pants? And they were like, mate, I'm five seven two. Like, there's too much. There's too much cotton wastage. So yeah, I don't know why they don't make a thirty two inch. And then this is a good system, I think. Like, because I know it's probably. It, I know maybe like these manufacturers are in cahoots with the tailors, but like, I feel we could have thirty two inch waists and shorter legs. Surely, I don't know the average height, but I I feel like there's not a lot of six foot one, six foot two men like as opposed to as many five seven five eight kind of guys, you know what I mean? Unless these guys really like that that bunched-up ankle look, ugh, it's disgusting. I'm not into that. That's why some people look so terrible in suits, I don't get them tailored. No, I'm aware of that. So anyway, I will say, it went well. I looked really good in the end. I actually felt really good in the end. So thanks, Beck, for helping with those pants. What else we got going on here today? Firing Squad. I don't know what this is about. I'm going to check this article out. This is ridiculous, Tomo. Firing Squad. I believe there's... The U.S. are bringing back the fire. Why is the U.S. going back to executions by the firing squad? I love the U.S., but it's crazy, right? Utah, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and South Carolina have all legalized execution by firing squad once again. I mean, I'm not totally surprised about that in the States because, like, they do love their guns. So this just makes sense that, like, they get to use their guns more. I'm pretty confident I read something like years ago that like there was like so many suicides from executioners, right? And because, you know, they felt guilt and remorse for killing people, you know? It's just like one of these things. They obviously have the lethal injection, but whatever. Apparently, there's a lot of these places that had like you could do the lethal injection or the firing squad, but now these four states have brought in, hey, let's just do the firing squad. Fuck the lethal injection. It's old. It's played. Let's bring back the firing squad. Pretty old school, but... It's crazy. I don't know. I just had. I just wrote that down. That's pretty mental. But I wanted to talk about that. Um, some fucking mental stuff here. Songs of the week. I got two songs of the week and two movies of the week. I'm gonna give you that. Uh, first song of the week. Viagra Boys ain't no thief. Unreal. Check out the video clip too. Viagra Boys are interesting. They're kind of like their album was called Welfare Jazz, but they're kind of like it's kind of like street jazz. You know what I mean? Like poor people doing jazz, and they've got a mental sound. I love it. Um. Go and check that out on all your fucking platforms. The other one I like, huge band, obviously, Red Hot Chili Peppers. These are the ways. I really like that song. When I first heard the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album, I, I couldn't get into it. There was a couple of singles that I liked. I, I couldn't get into it. I actually didn't even really like their second or third single, frankly. Um, the more I listen to the album, the more I like it. 
And I, I think that's probably a good Red Hot Chili Peppers thing. Um, I'm not the the maddest Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, right? But then I go and start listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then they just get me. They hook me, right? They get me in. So I've listened to the new album a few times now, but I've then gone back and like been listening to Californication and fucking uh, Stadium Arcadium and a few of the other ones. You know, um, they were on Howard Stern recently doing some some fucking great playing, frankly. Uh, of course, John Frusciante's back in the band. You know, you know how it goes. Red Hot Chili Peppers, these other ways. So good. Two movies of the week. We'll start with the serious one. All the Older Knives. It's on Amazon Prime. It's got Chris Pine in it. Uh, and a girl. I can't think of her name. Uh, Thandy Newton, I think her name is. Thandy Newton? I don't know. I'm all over the shop. Doesn't matter. She's a good actress, I will say that. And Chris Pine. Um, it's a CIA cover-up, sort of terrorist one. Bit of a slow burn. I liked it. I only slightly nodded off towards the end. But very good movie. Go and check it out. I liked it. Twisted in the end. Sort of a twist in a twist, if you will. Like a twisty. It was a twisty kind of movie. It was good. All the older knives on Prime. And the other one, this was a pure trip down nostalgic lane. Jackass forever. Even paid for it. Seven bucks on fucking Telstra box office. So good. I liked it, right? I liked it from a pure nostalgic point of view. Um, there was some like... I wouldn't say there was any cons about it, right? It's just basically now they're all like a shitload older and they brought in all these new guys, which I can see this is incredibly smart what they've done. They brought in like new people, I guess, to carry on the legacy. Obviously, Ryan Dunn's dead and Bam Margera's in rehab and he's got some mental health issues and he wasn't in it, right? Lee wasn't allowed to be in it. There's one scene that you can see him in, though. I will say that much. So they must have done that early on. But it must have been filmed over a long time. That was the first thing I noticed because Johnny Knoxville's got full gray hair in real life or silver hair. Then in the movie, he still had brown hair. And then it was silver and brown and silver and brown. You know, So it was all over the shop. Um, funny as it was some mental, mental stunts that they did. Some sick ones. The one that gets me, though, and this is as I get older, I just think, come on, guys, like time to grow up. There's just too much ball stuff, too much nut stuff in their movies, right? There was a thing that Steve-O did. This one, it was pretty ballsy, no pun. But he got just bees all over his cock, like covered his whole dick in balls and bees. That was pretty fucked up, I thought. Um, but it wasn't that bad. It, that That's that's okay, right, in a way. The ones that get me are where they like willingly are taking like hits to the nuts, right? That Aaron McGee or whatever his name is, he did this thing, the cup test. So Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight champion of the world, smashes him in the balls with a right punch. Then there's one where he just like takes a fucking softball to the nuts. And I can't remember the last one, but it was like sickening, right? And I'm like, why would you, you choose this? I know you're getting paid a decent whack, but why would you choose to do this sort of shit with your life? It was just mental, right? And that was the one thing that got me. I thought, there's too much nut stuff, right? And the other thing I thought too, that Aaron guy, I thought, they kind of bully him, right? I felt bad for him in this movie. I was like, Johnny Knoxville really sort of like takes the shit out of him. And I don't know if he's meant to be like the punching bag, right? I even heard him talking on Steve-O's podcast a while back how like he was kind of aware that he was like the brother of all jokes. And like even some of the newer guys were making fun of him. So I was like, I feel bad for the guy. I really did. I really did. My dad, my dad's sort of bully mentality kicked in. And I was like, yeah, I don't like this. You know, it was one of those weird things. But anyway, go and check it out. What else is happening? I've wrote here, can you survive on condiment? I wanted to know. I don't know if you can, but I've started um, trying to like lay off some sauces and stuff like that. Some of them are so good. And obviously some things are like, like, like once 
fully form things. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. So maybe food, that's what I'm trying to say. That is like blended down to now be a condiment, right? How long could you survive off that? I don't know. That's a rhetorical question. I'd like you to get back to me with the answer. But it'd be interesting to know how long you could like last on like tomato sauce, naoli, mustard. I don't know. That was just me pointing out how much I was into condiment. And I will say too, we'll talk about this. Because I've been off the alcohol, right? And I always do this when I'm off the alcohol. But this last week, I hit it really, like, really hard. No alcohol, right? I bought a bottle of sarsaparilla last week. I put a thing up on my Instagram. People were just losing their minds. Like, it really divided people. Like, most of the guys, I'd say 99% of the guys, down with sarsaparilla. There was maybe two girls that got back to me, three girls maybe, that were like, yeah, we love it. And the rest were like, that is cat's piss. Proper yuck. I like sarsaparilla. It's a weird taste, and I actually might go and get a bottle tomorrow. I'm super psyched about it. The Kirk's was great. It was just like one of those things. I also got a bottle of creamy soda this week. No sugar because I was looking after my health. Um, the problem is, though, like I then go and eat chips and chocolate and all sorts of shit. So this week, no shit. In the last few days, I've like, on the weekend, basically, I've gone through a party bag of twisties. I went through sarsaparilla. I went through a creamy soda bottle. I went through a party bag of twisties four gay times and we went through a box of chocolate bottomed choc chip cookies from Coles. One that have the 40% more choc in them. There's a lot of chocolate, hey, and they're so good. So good. Like, I'm not even mad I ate them. Like, I'm so excited, actually. I wish I had some more in the house. Fuck, I wish we had some more in the house. That sucks. But they're so fucking good. And I just, like, I've got a problem. Like, I've got to stop with the sugar, you know what I mean? And even now having the beers, right, the, these zero fucking alcohol beers, I already feel like I'm cutting back on the sugar. So one of these things, but I've just been hitting it hard. But, like, who's got love out there for the Kirk's range? I love it. I've just started uh, my week with sarsaparilla and creamy soda. I would say probably Pasito's a big classic one. I used to have a lot of that in my grandma's house. Something about Kirk's, hey, I don't know if it was like invented in like the 50s or the 60s or something like that, but your grandparents always had Kirk's in their house. You know, Kirk's was a trusted Australian brand. You can do it. I'd love to know if Australians still still own it, right? There's probably one of these things that they've sold overseas, you know what I mean? Kirk's should remain Australian, right? We lost Holden. We don't want to lose Kirk's. I need to, I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up after the show. But Kirk's, man seriously so good i think i might do a whole kirk's breakdown i seriously might have to do that but anyway so good so good netflix has been in the news the last week losing subscribers actually i think it was the first time in history they like went backwards on subscribers in a day i mean look netflix great great business um we all like netflix like fuck it you know what i mean we all like netflix a lot of people go oh there's no decent shows on there and stuff like that there's decent shows in there you're just not looking hard enough and if there are no decent shows in there, it's because you probably watched them all right so cut the fucker off for a bit jump onto another streaming platform if you love your telly and then come back in three or four months you know what i mean um but i lost subscribers apparently it lost like 54 billion in one day on the stocks or something like that I could be I could be paraphrasing and fucking misquoting that whole financial fee, but um, those sort of figures astonish me. I just can't even fathom. I'm just like, what the fuck? But I figure if like uh, every home in the world has Netflix, which wouldn't be fucking far from the truth, right? Um, they would they would be seriously making a lot of money. But um, look, Netflix plays its plays its part. I will say I think it's the most expensive of all the streaming services, so they're probably just. I think they get a little bit too cocky on the prices, a little bit too cocky. And then they come out with this fucking bullshit. Like, we're all sharing passwords. We're all doing it right. You know what I mean? Inflation. It's got us fucked. Everything's expensive. Fuel's down a little bit. Now it's back up there. Food. Drink's expensive. My rent has gone up 80 bucks a week. It's expensive. 
everything is expensive. Netflix, you're not doing yourself any favors by going up. So they're now putting the price up again, and then the dogs want to cut down on everybody that is sharing passwords. I'm hijacking someone's password. You know, I'm hijacking someone's Prime. I'm paying for Binge. Hijacking someone's KO. I'm doing pretty well. We're all swapping and changing where we can. You know what I mean? Netflix. It's what makes your service so great. Sharing is caring. Let us share. Let us do it. Don't put your prices up. We're going to watch it. In fact, put your prices down. Find another way to sucker us in there. You know what I mean? You know what I think they should do? And I, I know this probably goes against the subscription service, but Disney Plus do this. And anyone else playing at home might know this, but they do a yearly plan where you can come in and you just go, look, I'm going to pay 75 bucks for 12 months. Oh, I like that. That's what I'd like. I, I kind of get over these monthly fucking subscription things. Subscription services are great. We love them. They're great. But I kind of wish that a lot of these had like 12 month plans where you could just go, pay me 100 bucks now or 10 bucks a month and pay 120. I'd go, I'll give you 100 bucks now. Like, and then you're committed to 12 months anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, you can't, you, you don't worry about quitting. You know what I mean? You got it for 12 months, don't cut it off. So maybe Netflix need to bring out like a yearly plan. I don't know. I'm not I'm not thinking about the money, but I would like that. Disney Plus is one of my favorite things about Disney Plus and all the wicked Pixar content. So I don't know. But Netflix has been in the news. No, people aren't happy with Netflix. I'm still watching Netflix. I will say though, speaking of shows, uh, on Binge, I'm watching Winning Time. Watch one episode, Unreal. We're watching Succession on Binge, Unreal. We're halfway through season two. And I'm also watching, I just watched one episode of We Own the City on Binge. Shout out Binge. You've been my favorite this week. Uh, made by the people that made The Wire, Unreal. But they're doing that bullshit weekly fucking episode drop. I hate that. So I'm going to leave um, We Own the City until it's like pretty much finished. They're an hour long episodes, but like you, Binge. It's in the name, Binge. I want to binge it. I don't want to watch it every fucking week. They're just going to, next thing is going to be a streaming service. They're just going to call it weekly. Everything comes out weekly. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch weekly. I want to watch binge. I want to watch it all now. I'm greedy. Fuck, let me do it. Anyway, and another one. Elon Musk. I was going to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard as well. I'm talking to Smitty tomorrow night. I might bring that up there. I will dive more into Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on a different episode because I want to, I want to go through that because I, I read both sides, but I'm not going to ruin it tonight. But Elon Musk... The man, Elon Musk, he buys Twitter. So I think last week's show would have been me talking about him potentially buying Twitter, and this week's show is him buying Twitter. He's bought Twitter. He owns Twitter. Um, Elon Musk, he's a polarizing figure, isn't he? I like Elon Musk. I personally don't have anything against him. I've listened to him on the Joe Rogan podcast, a couple things. I'm yet to watch those new TED Talks. Um, But he seems like a guy that's trying to better humanity he's kind of like a real life tony stark iron man figure i guess if you will um but he's obviously a workaholic people don't like billionaires right people just hear that you're a billionaire and then they don't like that they don't want anyone to succeed once they're a billionaire i don't sort of operate like that you know what i mean yeah there's probably some bad billionaires out there too but yeah there's some some bad poor people out there too you know what i mean so I don't buy into this just because they're a billionaire. They don't deserve X, Y, and Z, and then they've got to give all their money away kind of kind of bullshit because they were probably someone that never had money to begin with, like Elon Musk. I think he came from nothing, and now he's made a lot of money. So, you know, whatever, more power to him. Elon Musk company. So he, he um, <clears throat> he's a co-founder and CEO of Tesla, founder and CEO of SpaceX, founder and CEO of The Boring Company, founder and CEO of Neuralink. Uh, this one was crazy. De- develops implantable brain machine interfaces which would allow people to transmit and receive information between their brain and a computer wirelessly. 
This guy is from the fucking future. I feel like all Elon Musk has done, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I should even fucking do it. He probably, he just watches science fiction movies, takes ideas, and then goes and fucking does them. That's all Elon Musk does. I'm pretty confident I've seen that in a movie somewhere. The Boring Company, fast to dig and low cost, tunnel construction company which aims to solve traffic. I'm pretty sure the mad dog is like tunneling under LA right now. Makes sense. There's an issue with traffic. I get it's good. SpaceX designs, manufactures, and launches advanced rockets and spaceships. A lot of billionaires love the rockets. They do. Jeff Bezos has got rockets. He loves launching shit. I'm pretty sure Richard Branson does it. They all love it. Why wouldn't you? If I was a billionaire too, I'd probably shoot a rocket in space with my big fat fucking face on the outside. You know what I mean? So the fucking aliens can see me coming. Tesla manufactures and sells electric vehicles while also creating sustainable energy solutions. I think Tesla's great. I mean, why not? You know what I mean? We'll eventually run out of fuel, probably. I don't know how much fuel is left in the world, but human beings, we're, we're kind of killing everything, right? So as far as I've been made aware, his vehicles are better for the environment, right? And there's a lot of safety features, right? I got a few friends with Teslas now and they all rave about them, right? $1 trillion, $100 billion, $5 billion, $1 million. Tesla through to Neuralink, right? His... His company that's the lowest is one billion. That's pretty good. And now he owns Twitter, right? Um, I don't know uh, why people are getting so fucking bent out of shape about this. That's my two cents. I, I could probably maybe see why they don't. I think it's probably more of a personal thing, right? We don't like Elon Musk and or we don't like billionaires. And now a billionaire and or named Elon Musk owns Twitter. Eh, we hate it. We're going to leave Twitter. I love when people announce they're leaving something. You know what I mean? Like, I've been on here posting memes for three years now, and it's, I found gold. I'm out of here. See you later, dickheads. It's like, oh, cheers, you know, whatever. More power to you, dude. Um, but he's like owning Twitter now. No, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Jack Dorsey invented Twitter, owned Twitter, and there's a whole lot of stakeholders, I'm sure. Um, but but Elon Musk's whole thing, as far as I know, would it was all about bringing back free speech, right? Um, and it was just this, I think that's what it came from. And, and this is where I mean he's a bit like Tony Stark in this way, where he's like big swinging dick, heaps of cash. I'm going to buy the platform with that can fucking do free speech at the, at the touch of a fingertip across the world. It's crazy, right? It's crazy times that we live in. Um, you know, you've got, what's his name? Social network, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, Instagram. He owns those ones, you know, Jack Dorsey. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I think he might own Snapchat too. I don't know, right? But it's one guy that started these things. So I don't see why one guy can't come in and buy these things if they're for sale. You know what I mean? One man builds a house. I'm another man that wants to buy it. What's the big deal, right? But, it's crazy, right? Because what what I what I was sort of reading into, and I don't know how good my facts are, but the one thing that I was sort of seeing in in Twitter land, right? And I'm not all over Twitter. I, I get onto read some shit. I don't tweet or anything like that. I don't twat away. But um, like the shutting down of Donald Trump's account, right? So this platform was built for speech, free speech, and then ultimately, like you can see how they they take people's free speech away. Now I'm not like the biggest Trump fan. I'm not the biggest Trump hater either. But um, you know, he was the president, he was using it, and then they shut him down. I will say there's probably a shitload of scammers on there, a shitload of fucking weird child porn sort of things, a lot of fucking people trying to, you know, hurt and bully and fucking defame other people. Shut those dogs down, you know what I mean? I think Trump could have stayed on there, frankly, but, you know, he's the, he was the leader of the uh, the free world, so to speak, at the time, so he incites people's emotions, you know, gets them thinking this way or the other. But um, Elon Musk, right? 
It was crazy. This is one tweet he did. The extreme antibody reaction from those who fear free speech says it all. I thought this was really interesting. I thought people that instantly came out once Elon Musk bought Twitter and they were like, we're out of here because of why, I don't know. It surely had to come down to we don't like Elon Musk. He now owns the platform that we love using. We're fucking out of here, right? And it was just like that thing where, okay, he's on it now. He's here. He's always been there. Um, writing whatever he wants. I don't know if he's ever had things banned, right? So he's always been there writing whatever he wants. But now, because he can chop and change his company, he's gone on to say, by free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I am against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. So I think what he means by that is he's all down for free speech on this platform that he's purchased, as long as it's legal and that you know what i mean um it's interesting times right i mean i'm not surprised that he bought it because he has the money um i'm not surprised that he's uh, open with his opinions because of all the things look at all the different things he's going to do i will say this is just like a perfect example of like people that like have a hard time seeing people succeed i feel like that's what it comes back to a lot of the time the guy has five different now five different companies, four that he's created. Don't forget the guy. The guy made PayPal too. Um, he's all about making companies. He's all about making money. But I think it's all about the company for him and the message behind it, right? Those four companies that he's done. I think they're all doing brilliant, interesting things, right? He's got Twitter here now. Whatever, you know what I mean. I don't think you're going to see a huge change in Twitter, right? I, I guarantee that what I'm doing on Twitter now. In six to 12 months from now, I'm sure I could do the exact same thing. Unless, of course, he wants to go and shut it down. <clears throat> and if he does, more power to him because it's his business. He could do whatever the fuck he wants. If I bought a house and I want to burn it down, I can do that. It's my house. Anyway, it's crazy, right? But um, I'd like to... I'd like to read into this more. And I'd love to... I'd love to know these people that, like, are against this and why they're against this, you know? And I'm all about it. I've probably got friends on my Instagram and stuff like that that are just totally against it. But I... I just think uh, he's a funny dude and I think he kind of goes against the masses in a way that I think it's almost like comedic. Like I think he doesn't like the fact that things are sort of so woke or so misconstrued or things can just be censored and banned and we don't like that anymore. We take it off the airways and we chop it up and fucking try to force him or defame that person. He himself, like he has, you know, a lot to ads for like in, in a good way like he's done so much for like humanity i think already he seems like a top bloke you know what i mean I, I really don't see the bad thing about elon musk i think he's achieved so much he'll continue to achieve so much and people could take a great inspiration from him do you have to love and 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 fucking jizz over every word that leaves his mouth or every statement or every opinion no you don't I love a lot of people. I don't believe absolutely everything they say or hang off every word in that way. Some of my best friends, I don't believe in the things that they believe in. doesn't mean I hate them and stuff like that. But anyway, it is what it is. I said I'll talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on another episode. Maybe tomorrow night I think I'm doing a show with Smitty. Unless, of course, Beck goes into labor. Um, but that was episode 137 of the King of the Couch podcast. I think we're going to leave it like that. Um, manscaped.com. Use the code KOTC. 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Go and check it out. Uh, but thank you for listening. I'm super sorry I wasn't here last week, but should be back again tomorrow night and should be back again with the balls and all episode at some point. I'll be on paternity leave for two weeks as well. So I'm going to have some time. So, um, but yeah, we're just getting started. And 
Thanks for all listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully the next time I'm talking to you, I'll have a second baby. I'm super excited. Anyway, I've been the king of the couch. You've been a great audience. Have a beautiful week and I love you all. (laughs) 